Welcome to the University of Houston Office of Admissions official KUCAST, where we talk about all things admissions, student life, paying for college, and much more. I'm your host, Lauren, a student here at U of H. UH is taking steps to promote a culture that is safe and welcoming to the LGBTQ community. I'm here with Julianne Losey, the Gender and Sexuality Education Program Manager at the UH LGBTQ Resource Center. Julianne, thank you for your time today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. So kind of going straight into it, I noticed that we have a thing called Cougar Ally, and I was wondering if you could expand on that a little bit, like what is an ally and why is it important that we become one and how we become one? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, so I think in general, um, an ally is someone who demonstrates support for a group that is either historically excluded, marginalized, discriminated against, and or targeted. Um, and I want to put some emphasis on that word demonstrates support um, because there's definitely an active component um, to allyship. You have to speak up when situations are happening, speak out against systemic oppression, and help create spaces and policies that help support and protect uh, folks. And so specifically for LGBTQ folks, um, this is thinking about places where uh, LGBTQ people may not be experiencing support or may be actively discriminated against. And as far as allyship goes, I think once those behaviors are um, being demonstrated, the it's pretty obvious that someone is behaving like an ally. The reason why it's important is because it does literally save lives. Uh, I have a little bit of a trigger warning for just a couple of minutes in this answer, um, but the LGBTQ community has um, faced a lot of discrimination over the years. And within the last two years, the trans community and the gender nonconforming folks in our community um, have had record highs of uh, fatal violence. LGBTQ youth are also more notably to experience uh, self-harm or attempt suicide than their cisgender and heterosexual peers. Um, and certainly if you know anyone that uh, needs support with those things, the Trevor Project is a wonderful resource out there for that. And so the reason why allyship is so important is it makes such a big difference on those specific issues. Trans youth who are in an environment where they can use their chosen name um, and have their pronouns respected are 71% less likely to experience a severe depression. They're 34% less likely to have thoughts of suicide and they are 65% less likely to attempt suicide. So, I mean, just having that respect and that allyship makes it makes a huge difference. And I also want to give a little bit of a plug that even if someone is in the LGBTQ community, there can be, there's so many opportunities for intra-community allyship. Just because you identify as gay means that there's still an opportunity for you to be an ally for folks in the trans community. Or if you're in the trans community, there's an opportunity to be an ally for bi people um, because there's certainly biphobia and transphobia that exists for those specific identities. And then also, of course, uh, for LGBTQ people of color, being an ally to those intersectional identities and creating space for two-spirit folks and same-gender-loving folks, I think is 
something that we can do to make everyone's life better. <laughs> so I actually kind of want to touch on some of the things that you said. And one of them is the idea of what you said about being active. Like, I think that that's something that people either like don't maybe don't consciously think about. They just say like, I'm an ally. But like you said, a big component of that is being active. One of the kind of general rules that I think about, we hopefully are able to be allies to all sorts of communities that need support. And so for myself, I try not to label myself as an ally. I try to live in such a way that the community that I'm trying to uh, support or serve <laughs> um, is like, <laughs> no, you are the ally. And I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> I don't know if you want to go ahead and kind of zone in on what a cougar ally is in that training that y'all offer and um, how to get a part of it. Yeah. So Cougar Ally Training is a program that we do. Um, it's a uh, experiential education um, workshop that we spend about, I believe it's about four hours um, going over some of the basics of what it means to be LGBTQ. Um, and then we do some really in-depth uh, reflection and uh, understanding of what it's like to be in that community. And so it's it's really been amazing to see how many different kinds of people show up to the, the training. We have students and faculty and staff, and you get this opportunity to like really hear each other's viewpoints and consider the ways the LGBTQ community experiences life around you uh, and how mm -hmm. you can you can impact their life as well um, and so it, we I kind of talk about it as being a really foundational part of getting introduced into allyship um, because sometimes we do have folks who are like I I haven't heard of most of this this is I'm really starting at the entry level and so we want to mm -hmm. make sure that those folks get the understanding of some of the basics um, but then we also get lots of people who are in the community or have lots and lots of friends in the community and we try to make sure that everybody walks away um, having the opportunity to learn something new uh, think about something in a new way um, and then like kind of move forward just being a little bit more mindful about what the world looks like for other LGBTQ folks. And I've noticed a lot of people using the gender neutral language and pronouns, but for those who maybe don't understand why it's so important, can you share why gender neutral language is helpful? Yeah, gender ne neutral language is just an easy way to create space for everyone. So just to disclose, I'm non-binary. And so when someone addresses a room that I'm in with ladies and gentlemen, they're not including me in that introduction. When language is so gendered um, that it excludes people, that can really cause something called dysphoria for people, which is basically the feeling that you aren't being seen <laughs> and you're not being mm -hmm. recognized in the space that you're in. And especially when that kind of thing happens over and over and over again, it kind of creates this feeling of gender noise in your life where your identity is being repeatedly invalidated, which mm -hmm. can certainly lead to some of the anxiety and other mental health concerns that I mentioned earlier. But yeah, when gender neutral language happens, it's it's just great because it includes everybody. <laughs> I think it's hard for people to 
shift that mindset because we're we're so used to kind of assuming the language that we should use. People have been using ladies and gentlemen for so long um, and it takes a little extra mental effort. But one of the things I love is that technically y'all is gender neutral. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, while we're here, I just want to give some more suggestions. Like, I think one of the things that I hear a lot in Houston is sir and ma'am, which is totally meant it's coming from a place of trying to demonstrate respect for someone, but finding some, some more gender neutral language like friend or, um, esteemed colleague <laughs> or something like that can, um, just make, make it a little more gender neutral and a little more open to anyone. Going into something that the Cougar Ally training provides, that is, it involves hearing a homophobic comment and then working in a group to determine the best response. What do you think is the general takeaway from this exercise? Ah, yes, our uh, BAR exercise, which stands <laughs> for Breathe, Acknowledge, Respond. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the general takeaway is that sometimes when we hear something homophobic or transphobic, um, we have a, a bit of a reaction <laughs> inside of us. Um, and it can be very easy to take that reaction as fuel and then say something that is ultimately not helpful to the situation. So instead, this activity helps us learn to like take a moment to breathe and, and calm that reaction inside of ourselves. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And then acknowledge where the person is coming from. That gives us the opportunity to like see their humanity, see where they're coming from, and then respond in a way that's gonna be much more productive. There is some labor involved in really stepping into giving them some benefit of the doubt or really trying to understand where they were trying to come from, which can be really hard when it's a comment that is incendiary. But then we, by doing that, it gives us the opportunity to have the, the greatest impact by either providing some education or a different perspective, or even just sharing what your values are that may be different than what was stated. That's great because um, I'm a psychology major. So that idea of what exactly what you just said is super important to me. <laughs> uh, the idea of really understanding where a person is coming from. Homophobia threatens the safety of students and UH works hard to create a safe environment for all of its students. So what would you say are some of the major steps that the university has taken to create a safe environment on campus? Oh, wow. I think... So I'm a little new to our community, but I can already tell um, coming to this campus from uh, working at a couple of schools previously, there are so many gender neutral bathrooms around campus and that, that can really make such a big deal for trans and gender nonconforming folks who sometimes feel really unsafe in bathroom spaces to have a, have a room that they can just go use. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And then uh, it has been so heartwarming to see how many faculty and staff do attend Cougar Ally training. And I like to give the little plug here that once you attend Cougar Ally training, you get a placard with your name on it. Um, so if you're looking for a faculty or staff member in a specific department that has at least that foundational understanding of what it means to support the LGBTQ community, uh, you should be able to find them a little bit easier. 
And then there's also been some departments that team up with us to do a review of their department to see if there are opportunities for them to demonstrate more um, systemic support as an as an entity, there are offices and departments around campus who have taken those steps to be very intentional to implement that support. I think also the university as a whole has uh, created so many uh, opportunities for students to update their names and pronouns in the systems that we use for names. So you can make sure that you have a, a Cougar card that has your accurate name on it. Um, so that we're not misgendering people or dead naming people on a regular basis. Oh, that I, I find that so great. I like that the staff, how involved the staff is opening the curtain to this, that so many professors do go to these trainings and want to provide a safe space. Just very comforting <laughs> to know that uh, not only are there students who are your allies, but also uh, your professors are looking out for you as well. I've looked on y'all's page on um, the trainings that you offer uh, and workshops and things like that. And y'all have, I just want to say, y'all have the cutest names for these trainings and <laughs> workshops and whether it's like, and it could be something as like more serious of uh, really talking about feelings and stuff. And I've noticed that y'all have some really fun ones about just like either painting or poetry or something. Y'all provide so much. And I feel that's great because if, uh, someone is really looking for a community, they can definitely go to y'all's page and see that community literally developing and flourishing. And I feel like that is so awesome. <laughs> well, that's very generous. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I will give a shout out. We have a gender reveal program or gender reveal party <laughs> and we will have cupcakes this year. So stay oh. tuned for that. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That is so cute. So I've read in your bio on the UH website, and I just have to ask, you mentioned that you really enjoy humor and have even braved the stage. So can you share with us about how your experience doing stand-up and how humor can uh, really start a conversation into tough issues? Ooh. <laughs> yes, I love making people laugh, uh, truly. And I think, <laughs> I think with tough topics, like uh, I think like you mentioned earlier, people can come into the spaces not wanting to say the wrong thing or feeling really anxious about uh, learning something new. And I do try to find ways to infuse a little bit of humor um, as much as possible, actually, <laughs> um, just to kind of help bring the mood down. Because um, the truth is like we want our programs in general to be fun and to be engaging. Um, and then just me as a person, like I, I want people to feel calm and relaxed around me um, and to feel like they can have some of that humor with me as well. Well, I feel like you definitely give off that vibe. <laughs> uh, it's so easy to talk to you. Oh, uh, and I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad that you work to transition that feeling throughout all of the, the program. I feel like, like you said, it's very important, especially for people who really don't know much about um, the LGBTQ community and want to learn more. And just like you said, bringing down that mood. So it's a little less scary uh, about learning something new or trying to tweak your mindset a bit. Yeah. Um, so is there anything you'd like listeners to know about the UH LGBTQ Resource Center? 
yes, uh, feel free to stop by. We are open and students can hang out in our space. Uh, we're open Monday through Friday, uh, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. in the fall. And uh, we're located in Student Center North, room 201. You can uh, check out all the uh, the things that you said were cute on our website <laughs> at uh, uh.edu slash LGBTQ. Um, and if you're there, I highly recommend signing up for our monthly newsletter. You can follow us on social media at uhlgbtq on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. And then stay tuned for some of our uh, events. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to all those things. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciated you. Well, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. All right, y'all. So that was the end of our episode. And we'll see you in the next one. Go Cougs.